Connectivity 191, where we dance our cares away and let the music play. Once again, I'm your host, Nicholas Bray, and... Today, I am joined by Adam Abu Nasser. Amiibo! Yes, the Amiibo-crazed guy. And also, Becky Hollider. Hi! Again, once again. And a newcomer to Connectivity, or he was possibly on an episode a long, long time ago, Carmine Red. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single game of good fortune must be in want of a local co-op mode. <laughs> okay. So Still waiting now. for that Jane Austen <laughs> video game! <laughs> it has to happen. <laughs> Alright, so once again, we'll just have a quick uh, bit of a chat and catch up with everyone, and then we'll be moving on to a topic about Nintendo and diversity and other cultural issues. And after that, we'll probably also throw on another short segment about Christmas, uh, the lead up to this year's Christmas, and uh, also some memories about past Christmases. Uh, so, uh, Carmine, um, what's up with you? Uh, well, you know, uh, it's really hard to play video games when your cat has, like, bitten, like, your, your, your thumb, and, uh, basically, like, I've had it in a bandage all this time, so every time I press the button on my 3DS, it actually hurts. I've gotten to using my knuckle, and, uh, <laughs> this, these are things you sort of think. It's like, is my, is my video game career over? So, could be, yeah, you might have to have Forever. it amputated. I have. To, I'm. I'm in recovery. Let's just say. Sounds sounds dramatic. Uh, one 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 thing I learned that day: cats don't like water. No. <laughs> no. No. No, they don't. Generally, no. <laughs> so you, I guess you haven't been playing anything then. Uh, well, I've been I've been suffering through it. Uh, I've actually been playing um, a game that came out last year, and I've had it on my 3DS forever. And it sort of sat there and like made faces at me for an entire year until I decided I'm going to start playing it. <laughs> uh, Unchained Blades, uh, Xseed. It's a bit of a dungeon crawler hmm. RPG. Some really really hits a a nice little. You know, there's like a part where it's like, I just want to play an RPG. I just want to play something straightforward. And the fact is, this this game's it's sort of like an RPG, but it's got like so many little subsystems that are just wonderful and sweet. It's like RPG candy for people who are RPG fans. I don't know. Hmm. So I'm yeah, that's actually... what I've been like hurting myself every time I press the B button for. It. But um, <laughs> is it worth it? I'm about. 40 hours in. I don't know if it was meant to be a 40-hour game. I just love power leveling. Is the or, pain worth it? Know, leveling. Huh? I said, is the pain worth it? Is it worth it? It must be! <laughs> <laughs> it, it, otherwise, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, but uh, aside from that, it. I actually also tried playing a Super Mario Maker with like this thumb, and it's with a game like that, with platforming, an action game, it's like, oh, mm. you have to really not be distracted by, like, pain in one of your ten phalanges. So, <laughs> put a crimp on that. Oh, um, hopefully you recover, you recover soon. So, uh, Adam, what's up with you? Uh, I just finished a lovely little game called Octodad. Ooh. And, uh, 
it just came out on the Wii U here in North America, and it's beautiful. It might be like the funniest thing I've ever played. So you're an <laughs> you're an octopus, but everyone you've tricked everyone into thinking you're a person. Oh jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's just so funny. Just the controls are. <laughs> I'm sure everyone can relate to this. <laughs> the controls are are so difficult. You hold a trigger and use an analog stick to move each leg. Mm. So you have your two legs, and then you have an arm, and uh, <laughs> you get stuck on stuff all the time, and you knock everything over, and uh, you have to kind of blend in so that no one notices <laughs> that you're an octopus. <laughs> and I feel like uh, I've seen a trailer for this, and I don't, and and it looks in motion exactly as it sounds. Like, it, it you're is. flopping there's... around everywhere? You just, you flop around. Uh, there's a co-op mode Your where uh, different different people <laughs> control different tentacles. Do <laughs> <laughs> they use together. the same controller? You have to share a controller. No, you use different controllers. <laughs> that would be even so, it's It's so difficult to play in co-op because uh, you're trying to pick something up off the table and your friend is just knocking everything off of the table. And uh, it's it's just silly. And the dialogue is all ridiculous. Just the background characters say just the funniest things. Um, but I I absolutely love that game. Uh, I have the theme song stuck in my head. And I, I've just been giggling all week. <laughs> Sounds like you still are. <laughs> I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful game. I'm really glad that it finally came out on Wii U. So have you bought any new Amiibos? Um, I have all the Amiibo except for the cards. I don't have any of the cards. I don't think I'm going to do that. I am almost with the cards. I have a couple deals going through, and then I'll have a complete set of Series 1. Jeez. Wow. See, I don't even know what I'd do with Isn't the cards. Isn't there going to be like 400 cards or something at the end oh, of this? Oh, gosh. Time? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I think they they better not doing like four series. <laughs> See, I'd buy Pokemon cards as long as you could use them in the card game, but I don't know about the Amiibo card or the Animal Crossing ones. If only I could scan them with my e-reader. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's all for you, Adam. That's all you've been doing. Uh, yeah, just playing Octodad and looking at my Amiibo. They don't really <laughs> do anything. Are you going to get the Mega Yarn Yoshi? Um, I keep telling myself no, but I know that I'm I'm going to, because <laughs> I wasn't gonna get, I wasn't gonna get a single limbo, and here I am with all of them. <laughs> it really is a slippery slope because it, yeah. I was the same when mm-hmm. Smash came out. I didn't buy any amiibo uh, when I got Smash. It was a week later. I was like, oh, I'll pick up a Kirby. I like Kirby. He, I'll get one, and I've got like I don't know twenty now. <laughs> twenty five maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh! How many has Nintendo sold? Chipped like twenty one million figures. Something yeah, like yeah, that's something insane. Yeah, that's about like, how I've many I've bought. Yoshi ones. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to get the mega one though. So uh, Becky, uh, what have you been up to? Well, uh, for anybody that's listened to all of the episodes I've been on, for one thing, I never stopped playing Final Fantasy fourteen, so that's still <laughs> on the plate. Still going. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually downloading the latest patch right now. 
Well, there are a lot of Fallout 4 fans that are really, really angry right now because they're like, really? You released the patch for this game I play on the same day that Fallout came out. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, jeez. But yeah, I've been been playing that and after the the sprint through Yoshi's Bully World that I had to do for my review earlier this month, I've actually kind of just sort of (laughs) settled down into playing it normally. (laughs) I'm like... Oh my god, this is so much better when I don't have to try and play it in two days. <laughs> um, but that, that's been a lot of fun. I mean, I love that game a little bit more than I should, because it's just it's so cute. It's like, I, I don't know, I just can't stand it. <laughs> it might be even cuter with Yarn Yoshi. It is! Amiibos. I actually have I have a Yarn Yoshi amiibo. Nick actually got it for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that I could use it. <laughs> <laughs> for the review copy. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I tell you, that guy, because, like, instead of actually being, a, like, an AI or anything, I was kind of wondering if that was going to be a thing. It literally is just a doll that mirrors your movements. And it's so hard to do anything with him, so I usually just grab him in a yarn ball and just carry him around behind me instead. <laughs> just like, I'm just going to let you out when you're useful, okay? Because <laughs> otherwise... So the most pressing question is, did you go ahead and buy the blue and the pink one as well? I haven't, but one of my friends is getting me the blue one for Christmas because she's like, you want it, right? And I'm like, well, kind of, but I don't know. I just, I finally got a Marth because I finally found Marth and was like, uh, my Amiibo budget's getting kind of low. I don't know if I can buy it. And she's like, well, I'll just get it for you for Christmas. No problem. This works. I'm like, that, woohoo, I get another one. Get more cuteness. <laughs> a bunch of my friends, like, saw mine when I got my review copy and the amiibo and they were all like oh my god i need that i need to go ahead and get it the day it comes out in the u.s one of my friends even actually tried to get it the day after i got mine and i was like oh no it it's not available for us yet and she goes what <laughs> like yeah i had to get this from australia so yeah you're gonna have to wait like another week wow and she's like oh my god that sucks <laughs> i want it right now <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it? It's smaller than the others, but it's still solid, and there's just something about it that's. It's and they're really. I mean, it's just so interesting because they're so different from the existing amiibo. You know, they're all just like plastic figurines, and you're like, "What is this? It's not an amiibo, but it is." Yeah, I'm really scared. My sister has cats. (laughs) No, and I. I don't want the cats to eat my eighteen dollar oh yarn yes. Yoshis. Exactly. I would be if so happens, sad. You need to send. You need to send us a photo if that happens with like Yoshi's guts hanging out. Oh, his head no, no, so it, it, I won't let it happen. Of you in a fetal position on the floor. It's like why? <laughs> no, I told my so sister. Young. If that happens, I'm going to get the cat stuffed and then just scan them in. <laughs> as oh, no. amiibo. That's oh, God. <laughs> oh, so your gosh. cat will be an amiibo for a little while. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. That is terrible. Well, why amiibo. did they make amiibo cat toys? Uh, I'm so, I'm glad my cats don't actually like, play with cat toys. I just have to worry about my dogs, but... I don't think they'll chew it up. They'll just swallow it whole. (laughs) (laughs) Just scan them in. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, stay stay right there. I just need... (laughs) Especially because one of my dogs is like a miniature pony. So it's like, we'll be trying to find it on him somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I haven't really been up to that much. So instead, 
we actually have a lengthy uh, response from uh, NintyFan87. He actually sent uh, a few paragraphs through about um, the siblings segment that we did a few weeks uh, a little oh, while ago. That was like yeah. the last time I was here. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was, it was like the last episode you and Adam were on, I think. <laughs> so here we go. So the segment about siblings brought me to a time with my brothers and sister. I remember playing N64 with my older brother. Together we shared a room. We played a lot of GoldenEye with him using the cheetah odd job all the time. It wasn't just GoldenEye, it was Mario Golf 64 too. Mini golf to no end. I remember my brother trying to unlock characters in Mario Golf and getting super mad and angry at the game. My sister and I would just burst out laughing with my sister saying, don't get mad, get glad. From the Glad Trash Bag commercial. I don't really get that reference, but... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I moved for whatever reason, but still kept in touch with them and visited them. Like, visited them. I remember when we when I got a Wii U, I told my older brother to get to, to buy one so we can play games together online. He never bought one, so I got stuck only playing games with my younger brother and by myself. I got Mario Kart 8 on launch day, because why not? And I wanted to take it on, uh, with me on vacation to see my family. I hooked up my Wii U a couple of days after vacation, and my older brother, my sister, my younger, and my younger half bro um, played Mario Kart 8 for hours. Late night Mario Kart 8, four ways into the Wii morning, with my older brother always falling off on the Rainbow Road. I came back from vacation, and after a couple of days, he asked me for my Nintendo Network ID. I asked why, and he didn't say anything. Turns out he bought a Wii U on Nintendo's online store for $200 and bought Mario Kart 8 so he could play online. He got smashed for Christmas and we played that online as well. He never wanted to get Splatoon, so I bought it for him as a surprise gift for his birthday. I gave my sister my 3DS XL for free when I got my uh, Link Between Worlds 3DS, and now that I have a new 3DS, my older brother is getting my Link Between Worlds 3DS. I never wanted to sell them because if I can give them to my brothers and sisters, no money can replace the countless hours of multiplayer fun we have together, which is why I gave my 3DS away. Usually when they come to visit me, I try to go out and buy a local multiplayer game so we can all play together. So yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool story. He also had a question, which we can quickly answer. Uh, He's trying to decide whether to buy a NES or a Super NES. What do we recommend? A Super NES. Super. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everyone says Super. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, especially if you're going to be... I I have a lot of memories of playing with my brother, and Super NES figures way more in a lot of them. I mean, you could do it in NES, but in those days, two-player modes were sort of like you take turns a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of Super NES stuff, like Turtles in Time, Simultaneous Co-op, you know, the the first Mario Kart, all that yeah. stuff. Split Tetris screen Mario Attack. Kart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, Les. The Super Nintendo is a much better local multiplayer machine, really. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a good recommendation. I think the Super Nintendo has more polished games. Like, I'm probably going to get yelled at for saying well, that this. that too, you know. <laughs> but playing, I mean, it's pretty... playing an NES game feels like doing, like, history homework. <laughs> like it's, it's important, but wow. it's not that fun. It's like especially now, like 
I wouldn't. I would, my opinion probably would have been different, say like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. But now there's like an extra ten years like further out from the NES. Um, it's just you know even less games are fun to play now. There's some you know, they're just so clunky sometimes. You never really thought about it back when you were playing that when you were you know for me four and five years old. But like mm. just when in comparison to the kind of controls we have today, you have to go back and you're like, oh my. God, this is like watching paint dry. <laughs> just... I'll, I'll agree for a lot of games, but there are still games that hold up well. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. we're course. still playing Mario 1 because it's part of Mario Maker. And yeah. like, even other things like Tecmo Bowl still holds up mm. great. It's Ice Hockey on the NES is really fun. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things yeah. that are all definitely, definitely really fun. Um, and they're games that we still love, even though, you know, there's, there's things that have obviously improved about the way those games are built. Like, I know, just... I've gone back and played the original Legend of Zelda on Virtual Console a couple of times, and I know it mm-hmm. took me forever the first time I actually played it on Virtual Console to figure out why I was sucking so bad. And I was like, yeah. why? And I was like, because in, you know, the later, like, Game Boy installments that are a little more similar to the older, older games, uh, they make Link's sword slash in an arc instead of just poking straight out. And I was like, that's why I could actually hit things. <laughs> it was just little mechanics that are improved that you go back and sometimes play them and it just makes the game frustrating beyond all get out. Just having a, like, a, if you just play the original Zelda without any map as well, oh, like God, back yeah. in the day they included a map mm-hmm. and now when you just play it straight off, there's no... It's, like, it's even harder. Yeah. Well, that's why you draw your own. See, it's a two-player game, the first Zelda. You have, you have a cartographer and you have the player. And this is where siblings always are very useful, you know? Especially younger siblings, because you can usually Especially bribe them to do those siblings. kinds of things. <laughs> I was Actually, younger uh, sibling. <laughs> the, original, yeah, the original Zelda, I think I would, my mom would play it and I would draw the map. Oh, that's cute. Before I ever knew how to play the game. <laughs> so, siblings or children, apparently. <laughs> it's a good excuse to have a kid, I guess. They can map out Zelda for you. It's can like Amiibo do skills. this yet? Uh, we have to wait for the Tingle Amiibo to draw maps for you. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I don't want that. Why does that'd that be, exist? That would be pretty, pretty good for Zelda Wii U to, to get maps for the area you've got to <laughs> scan Tingle in. I don't know. It might only be released in Europe and Japan. Oh, I would. I love Tingle. <laughs> I love and hate Tingle. I'm not going to lie. He creeps me out a bit. Kululimpa. <laughs> okay, let's end this segment and uh, we'll... <laughs> be back with our one of our first topic so see you after the break
and we're back. So now we're going to be jumping into our first topic, uh, Nintendo and diversity and other cultural issues. Carmine, um, you actually suggested this topic, so do you want to start us off and get us into a discussion? Yeah, it's just uh, lately, you know, I mean, if you're actually like following the entire video game uh, space in like the states nowadays and there's a lot there's just a whole bunch of controversial topics it seems like we can't get away from this there's a lot of discussion which which is really awesome in some ways because it means video games are becoming more uh more significant for the mainstream we're not just you know it's not just relegated to the toy section anymore more people are playing it more people are saying hey you know this is an interesting thing this is a medium that has impact and effect so now there's all these things like those um the the who was it somebody made uh modded Zelda so or modded uh, a Zelda game so Link would be a girl there's so you can see there's a lot of interesting stuff but also at the same time I feel like just over I'm not quite sure where Nintendo fits in this like because Nintendo is a I feel like Nintendo is a toy company so is is like are these topics something that they get especially you know they're a Japanese company so uh. What was it? Uh, I think they were blindsided by the whole Tomodachi life thing about um, same-sex relationships between hmm. your me's, right? And I think I think uh, it, they had never considered that because they said, oh, we made it in Japan, and in Japan, this is not an issue. And so, like, what is, wh- where do you guys think Nintendo has to find a space in this culture? Do they need to engage in all of these controversial t- topics that are coming up? Do they or do they need to sort of like back away and hide? Or I'm just wondering where you guys are with that idea. They don't have to back away and hide. I mean, they've already been, to me, they've already been moving in this direction, probably, you know, even just before the Tamodachi life thing and especially afterwards. I mean, uh, Splatoon, for example, has a lot of, um, you can change your skin color, you can change your gender, you can, you know, be anything you want to be in that game. <laughs> and uh, I think Animal Crossing is another game where they're also looking at um, more being more diverse, like, especially... They've had like, to evolve a bit on Animal Crossing, though, right? Yeah, because, like, it wasn't... The 3DS one got a bit of flack for not allowing you to change your skin colour mm-hmm. um, uh, and stuff like that. So I think that changed with the most recent spin-off, right? Happy Home Designer. I have a feeling that actually they actually included that. Yeah, I think so. I think with like regards to skin color, I think they're starting to get it. I mean, uh, I'm, uh, like Super Mario Maker, right? Not, I think, I think Super Mario Maker has the right idea because if you can change skin color, you should, it should just be part of it. But then you can also take, make it so that it's not about skin. It's like, mm. oh, you can be a cat and you can have a cat hand in Super Mario Maker now. You know, the it should be beyond Yoshi's guts all over. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> so, I feel like at the same time they should. I don't know. I think I think Mario Maker has a good idea of like, yeah, you can do this, but it's not really about this. It's really more about fun, and mm-hmm. especially when you have like a me, uh, something that's representing you, you sort of need options. I think, which is where they got in trouble. Yeah. With yeah. the Animal Crossings. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I don't know, just a part of me that thinks that, yes, Nintendo is a major force in the 
industry and yes they've got a great place to be and they should be inclusive but also it's not quite their thing like they're they're here to make games and they need to make games that aren't you know that aren't progressive but that doesn't need mm. to make i don't think that they're that nintendo is really set up to address well these issues their whole design philosophy um generally doesn't allow for you know they don't start with the character and work their way backwards no. they mm-hmm. they make a game first with like tofu blocks or something <laughs> and then they sort of design the characters later i mean that's not stopping them from sort of you know designing a different kind of character i mean um that to be you know more diverse in their lineup but it's, i guess it's not something that's generally on the forefront of their mind uh um the splatoon ink uh squid girl was like that seems to be the main character in Splatoon, really. Even though you can be a, a guy, that one doesn't get as much. That design doesn't get as much marketing put behind it. So you know they they went with a girl um, sort of main, like at least in the advertising for Splatoon. Yeah. See, I just feel like Nintendo could get it wrong so easily. Like if you look at the new Fire Emblem, there's two different versions. And in one, you can have a relationship between two women. And in the other one, you can have a relationship between two men. And it's just a specific character in each one. And it's just a really weird way to approach it. That there's, like, version exclusive Well, like, I, I guess <laughs> sexuality? Like, you know, two separate storylines, right, in that, in that game. So maybe they thought we'll have one sort of major plot point with in this game and the opposite sort of plot point in the other one. I mean, um, it's not, I don't really know the particulars about the setup for the fire Emblem example though. Yeah. I want to see how they do it. Cause in the last one in awakening, I just kind of picked characters and I totally made some get a, a, a very high ranking just because that's how I wanted to play the game. And I don't want a Nintendo to tell me, how to play the game and which characters I'm allowed to, if I can make relationships, I don't want them to pick for me. Yeah. Like, well, you can only have a relationship with this one person. And I feel like that's one of those things that, like, I mean, that's almost one way that Nintendo can address these kinds of issues. They like to make games that are fairly free in terms of what you can do and how you want to play it. Um, So I feel Mm -hmm. like it can kind of definitely start to address that issue, but sometimes it almost feels like they're trying to push too much in it as far as like you know making this one relationship like you said in fire emblems one of the only ones obviously i guess that can be homosexual relationships so it's kind of just like if you don't make that a thing it doesn't exist so that almost adds more parameters to it so it's just kind of like how much do they push it and how much do they just sort of let you play how you want to play without trying to kind of check off the boxes as far as these kinds of topics are concerned. Yeah, I think it goes back to, like, what you guys have been saying about, like, Nintendo's game-making process. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the cases, this is not part of their process to think about these issues. And while, yeah, I'm afraid of them getting wrong if they try to say, oh, we're going to address this, but it's not actually something that has traditionally been something that they consider when putting together a game. I mm-hmm. think 
that they can do a lot for inclusivity just by offering options from the yeah. get-go and like yeah. Splatoon. You can be a you can be a you can be a squid. You can be a boy. You can be a girl. Um, and and it's just like that from the beginning, and it's not a thing. Whereas, uh, I don't think I don't think I don't think they're in a position to actually make a statement. I think they're just in a position to like make a good game and open it up to everyone. Yeah, and just keep those kind of freeform options that are going to allow you to make that out of the game if you want to, is the kind of thing. I think that's kind of going to be their best position in the future, is just to be like, okay, we're going to try and present these games that there's a lot of options and you can make what you want of it. Like you said, rather than trying to actually make a statement. Because I I kind of wonder if Nintendo's games will suffer a little bit if they try to develop them from a different, like starting from a totally different position than really focusing on what kind of story and world they want to create and what kind of game mechanics, obviously, that they want to utilize versus, mm-hmm. you know, game characters and certain points. Yeah, yeah. And I think also, like, we have to remember, there's, it's, there's a, it's a big world of video games. And mm-hmm. maybe it, other people can, it's not just up to Nintendo, you know. There's a lot of different people making games, and if they might be in a better position to address it. And yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's just we have to see this as a thing. And sometimes it's not always going to be Nintendo who has to like push this forward. Yeah. There are other people, there's a lot of other people who can be part of the conversation. Yeah, and part mm-hmm. of it comes down to the fact that, I mean, we got to acknowledge that Nintendo doesn't make a lot of real life games. <laughs> you know, most of it's yeah, very, yeah. it's yeah. very whimsical. It's very, you know, character characterizations of things. You know, it's not straight up normal people. Um, so I feel like there are a lot of other platforms that sort of can definitely latch on to that a lot better because they're more known for making, uh, you know, games that are a little bit more true to life or true to history or uh-huh. something like that, you know, such or as... Or games that actually care about, like, this context and this Care about sexuality and, and That are built around discussion. it, that are built around, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I mean, I would like to see them maybe try that approach, but only, obviously, if... Like, if they're going to try to develop from a different approach, then they really need to take it slow and take everything just sort of one thing at a time, maybe have, like, that kind of component developed almost separately from the game mechanic. um, Mm. So that the game mechanics don't necessarily suffer from trying too hard. um, And the story, like, itself doesn't just become really boring, obviously, because it doesn't focus on anything the system can actually create. You know, I think stuff like this needs to come from like say like a particular developer in Nintendo's arsenal they mm-hmm. want to they've got a vision for something yeah and uh Nintendo think it says yeah fine uh, that's cool we'll support you doing that that game and then it's much more um uh what is it organic that way so yeah, you know, it's definitely. not going to seem forced or the idea might not match up with the gameplay yeah. or um, keeping you know, it Keeping it organic, I think, is the big part, is the main component to all of this. Is just mm-hmm. like, you know, that everybody wants video games to kind of go in this direction and to really just start broadening their horizons. But you can't just, again, you can't just check the boxes. You have to find yeah. something that's really conducive to, you know, explorations in gender and, hom- and sexuality and stuff or, or something that actually makes use of it without seeming just like, okay, well, obviously we put this in this game for a reason. 
You know, it just mm-hmm. has to feel like it's an organically part of the whole process, not just there. And and um, in terms of like the us, the players, and the the wider industry too, I feel like especially sort of recently. If a game doesn't include something, they get raked over the coals for it. Yeah. Um, which is a little, I think it's a little unfortunate. I mean, sure, you can like sort of comment on it or point it out, but sometimes it turns into like, you know, hundreds of pages of threads and articles online and just say, oh, you did this game developer didn't include this specific thing, sort mm-hmm. of like, um, you know, developers generally, you know, they have their own sort of, um, their own vision, their own what they want to do in the game. So mm-hmm. you, you, you don't want to sort of um, dim, like block people from doing just sort of just making what they want. I think this sort of stuff needs to come down almost um, maybe from a from the top publisher sort of like thing, right? So a publisher, say like Activision or Nintendo or Microsoft. They should probably look at their portfolio and go, uh, you know, maybe we should try and find someone that can that can sort of make our portfolio a little more diverse instead of um, making sort of every developer having to sort of think about everything all the time. Yeah, and kind of be like, you know, maybe yeah. we should be on the lookout for these kind of ideas when we're searching for new games to kind of add to our lineup instead of just, okay, take an yeah. existing developer and say, yeah. okay, this yeah. is what you need to put in your next game. I mean, like... Hollywood kind of yeah. does that with, you know, producers walking in and saying, okay, this film needs to have X, Y, and Z for marketing purposes, you know, and yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to work in the video game industry, because I think the games will just come out very subpar, like 95% of Hollywood sequels. I mean, and also, if you're an independent developer, um, you know, you can just basically do whatever you want, really. Yeah, and it would be kind of cool to have, like, you know, publishers be looking for those kinds of things mm, from yeah. developers that may not have gotten that exposure previously because people were too afraid to touch it. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, yeah, like, having the pub, the top-level publishers being more open and more uh, looking at these different, uh, these different types of games or different types of storylines is sort of where it needs to, to come from um i think really yeah yeah i i i think i think you're right i think um any any game individually we should judge it just on its on the game itself on what it's trying to accomplish and we shouldn't diminish what it is but and so what maybe what you think like asking publishers to say looking at publishers and, and looking at from that their perspective widening it what we just need is a bigger diversity of games and like I've always like I enjoy games that have a very particular viewpoint, uh, like No More Heroes. Mm. Um, and it's it's great. It's just we need games that have other viewpoints too. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And and both. And if we can get like two times the game, two times the No More Heroes wackiness, I think <laughs> that's the big win. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't think uh, to a degree like. Um, you don't want, say, like, there's lots, of, there's lots of games with, like, sort of, like, you know, people point out and say, oh, you, you can't have these type of character designs, you, you shouldn't be doing this. The thing is, you, you can do that. It's just, um, we also just need to balance, balance the, the other side of it as well. Uh, I don't think, I don't think, so these games with, like, skimpy bikini girls should have to disappear, um, in completely. I mean, 
there's room for but, all sorts of different. Yeah, we just need more. We just need more voices, really. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, I'm just not certain that Nintendo's the best candidate to be that voice. <laughs> uh, especially no. their game making process. They make, I love the way they make games, but like you said, I want to preserve that organicness and organicness, organicality. <laughs> and, but, um, <laughs> but I'm sure there's developers out there who have, who will find a way, who will find a way to make, who will find gameplay and a game concept that naturally addresses this instead mm. of shoehorning it in as, you know, just plot or hitting, being heavy-handed with it. Mm-hmm. And I think so. I really think, yeah. So I mean, on the one hand, I'm, I, I think Nintendo has to make sure that, yeah, they don't, they don't trip up and, you know, don't let me use a cat and and like remove cat hands from the next Super Mario Maker because then all the cat fans will get up in arms. But um, but at the same time, I'm not looking to them to really advance the discussion. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens next time we see um Samus in a Metroid game. Yeah. Like a proper mm. Metroid game. Yeah. See what if they make any changes or um I don't really, I don't really know um where I'm going with this, but <laughs> you, like I think Other M Other M was like sort of picked on for its characterization of Samus. So yeah. Should be interesting to see what they do next time. And I think I think in order for that to happen, they have to find the right developer. Because if it doesn't come from a developer who has a clear vision and can defend that vision and develop it, then no matter what they do with it thematically, it won't work. Mm-hmm. I think. It'll just mm-hmm. kind of feel pasted together and, you know, nobody actually wants that. Especially not when we're, you know, already severely lacking in Metroid games as it is. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. It's going to be interesting just to see a real Metroid game again. Yeah. Yeah, and also I just don't know if Nintendo has ever been on the ball in terms of like getting ahead of a story like as controversy or a story like this. Yeah. Like, haven't hasn't every time this happened it's like this minor PR PR uproar and it just never seems that it's it's the conversation they want to have. No, I feel like almost I mean like shortly after the whole Tomodachi life thing went down uh kim and i were at e3 and we had a miniature discussion with uh one of the developers over at marvelous about having same-sex relationships in harvest moon games or story of season games you know since that's the series they're going with now but uh (laughs) and because one of the other interviewers asked that question they were like oh is this something you intend to develop in the future and they're kind of like well that's not really what the point is you know they were kind of like that might be fine we just never really thought about it because that was mm-hmm. not the issue with the game like the the whole point of this game was something completely different that yeah you know it's nice Can to have get that to cut back to talking about the game <laughs> yeah and it's just like uh, they felt like you know obviously that you know that component was important obviously your relationships with other people but you know it sort of kind of it put a different focus on it because your relationships with other people were supposed to be not just the romantic ones. They were supposed to be all your friends and how that incorporated into a lot of their games thus far. And so they just kind of were like, well, you know, I guess, but what? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it was just not something they'd ever really thought about. Not something they particularly thought was super important to talk about. Mm. I I think 
Yeah, I think definitely like there's a lot of attention on this and it's it's good stuff to pay attention to, but like we talked about before, I think really individual games need to be just we should we should let certain games be games and let Harvest Moon be Harvest Moon. Yeah. Until like, like someone can come up with a vision to make it. If yeah. someone has a real good idea to make it, then that should that should take place. Yeah, and I think like what Nick said earlier was like that's the most important thing is just like make the make it open for new things. Don't necessarily like specifically drive people into making things that they don't want to make. Just have the opportunity to have more voices in the field. That's the main argument. Yeah, I feel like it could just ruin a game. Like that would be the focus of the game, you know? If yeah. some Japanese developer came out with like Gay Harvest Moon, <laughs> all the stories would be uh, about Gay Harvest, Harvest Moon. Moon Yali. Not... Hey, yeah. <laughs> you, you laugh, but remember back when like the early two thousands, they had a boy and a girl version for a few years there. Yeah, they doubled up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Jeez, I am afraid to search on the internet for this. Oh god, yeah, no, just, <laughs> Gay no do Moon. not Google search that <laughs> unless you have safe search on. <laughs> Okay, so if no one else has anything else to add, I think we'll wrap up this segment. Yeah, I think it's going to be something that, I don't know, I, I'll keep tracking it, but it's just interesting to see how this develops. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think Nintendo's ever had this problem before in their <laughs> no. entire history. All of a sudden, there's this cultural stuff happening outside of games. And yeah. They're going to have to figure out a way through it and keep making great games. Uh, one thing that that really scares me, that keeps me awake at night, is, I I know it's coming, someday Nintendo will come out with, uh, like, a black Mario character, and I I don't know how offensive it's going to be. Oh, boy. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So terrifying. Stereotypes are kind of... I'm so scared. (laughs) I didn't even think of that possibility, but... It, it's it gonna, it's going to be a fiasco. Just because we, we know they, how they, stereotypes can mm. be sometimes with just, you know, nobody, not everybody who are from less, or, you know, people that are from less racially diverse places may not necessarily realize how offensive that is in other parts of the world. E- exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just hope that they bring in NOA and they're like, hey, is this going to piss everyone off? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be like, Actually, uh, I'd rather they just delete some Mario characters. There's too many. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can we just kind of get rid of some of them? Like, I'm While playing... Luigi was like scraping the bottom of the right? barrel, like... he was pretty good still. <laughs> I play Mario Kart now, and I just go, "Who are all these?" Like, I know who they are, but I'm like, "Why do I give a crap that there's Baby Daisy now?" Like, I don't even really care about mm. Daisy. Why does she have a baby version? <laughs> what? Oh, come on. Hey, we we with uh we need some more diversity, so we need senior Mario and senior Peach. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget about about Black Baby Mario. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay, it's time to wrap this segment up. We'll take yeah. a short break and be back in a minute.
And we're back once again. Now we're going to talk a bit about Christmas, uh, the holiday season coming up this year, and also maybe some thoughts about past memories for us. So uh, what are you guys looking forward to this season? Anything coming up? Xenoblade, maybe? That's the only thing coming out. Mario Tennis <laughs> is coming. Oh, yeah, oh, God, Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis. <laughs> I know, There's I more Amiibo a... that have not yet been released. I have to oh no! Focus on the coming amiibo. See, I, yeah, I'm I know. I need the Animal Crossing just, ones. I'm just looking forward to like helping. Uh, see, I don't even have that many amiibo because I'm broke most of the time. So like, I've been slowly collecting the ones that I actually want. <laughs> like, like I said, I just got my Marth and I got uh, Link and Zelda finally recently too. So I'm like, maybe nice. maybe Christmas will mean I actually get more amiibo. Just because these are kind of cheap small gifts, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like, I don't know. I, I remember, we have, I miss writing Christmas letters to Santa because I would always have a video game on there. <laughs> and I wonder what I'd put on my Christmas list this year. It's starting to get like, I start, starting to feel old because I'm like, I need socks mm. and a new belt. <laughs> but then I'd also put Amiibo on there. I kind of find hard to, find it hard to get excited about video games like I used to. Like just the anticipation of getting a new game is nowhere near as satisfying anymore because you can just sort of go and buy it, basically. Yeah. Whenever you feel like it, there's no, I'm getting a new game. Yeah. Like I remember when I was I asked for Majora's Mask for Christmas and then you know, I had to wait like two months or whatever. Yeah. And um, it was like oh I'm probably gonna eat Majora's Mask and Christmas Day came. I was like play Majora's Mask and. My uncle and Annie were over, and apparently she liked Zelda a lot, so that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I found it weird because you was Did like. Did she make 40. you draw maps for her? <laughs> no, no, no. no, that okay. one had Tingle. Oh, yeah. What? That one had. They, uh, Majora's Mask was the one who had Tingle. So he drew your maps. Mm, okay. Introduced him, yeah. <laughs> oh, when I when Majora's Mask came out, I got the strategy guide. Same, in, yeah. Like, in, yeah. But I got it in like November. Weird. And then we didn't get the game until Christmas. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So, like, I read the whole guide, <laughs> like, a couple no, times a lost, before I even played lost, the game. That's a lost pleasure of playing games by reading a guide or by reading your Nintendo Power. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People don't have... You can't read yeah. a game facts and, in your head, play the game at the same time. Mm. No. I remember I used to read read over the magazine issues, like, games that were coming out. I would, just, I would reread magazine reviews. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I was like, ah, oh, this is so good hearing that, like, list, like reading them explain it yeah. and looking at the pictures. I just remember, like, <laughs> getting all these video games for Christmas because, like, it wasn't just, you know, one you usually asked for. It was, like, at least, or at least for me, you know, usually asked for, like, at least two or three, you know, on the off chance that I wouldn't get one because my parents weren't into video games. So they were like, yeah, sure, whatever, we'll just pick throw a dart at it, we'll pick that one. So. <laughs> yeah. But I generally ask for one game yeah. because they're like a hundred dollars each. Yeah, totally. And and I just remember like because I had two older sisters too, so all it wasn't just me who got one game, it was all three of us who yeah, got one game yeah. and, and back then did it was like cons- hmm? Did you guys conspire together so you got like, you know, amplified your game gaming oh yeah totally (laughs) it was like okay you get smash brothers we'll get this and i just remember you know back in the days when it was we had the n64 we'd just unwrap all of our gifts on christmas and we'd have like three or four games to play so we'd just be like done this is my life for the next three months (laughs) 
<laughs> and then wow. and then it so always cute. and then it always devolved into fighting because you know somebody got better equipped <laughs> somebody got better quicker than somebody else you know was, i want to play the game you played Get pikachu stop playing pikachu you stupid <laughs> cheater pikachu's the best one why don't you play pikachu because i'm gonna die because i can't remember which one i am <laughs> <laughs> yeah me and my sisters were like everybody's like raising boys is easier girls 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 are so nice to each other no <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> we were just as bad. I remember um, back uh, probably like when I was really young, like ninety. It was like ninety three or ninety four, and I like I think I like I was like I wished for like a Mega Drive, but I didn't tell oh. my parents or anything about it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so when I got one on Christmas Day, it was like even better because like oh it, my wish worked. Oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did they not work? <laughs> Um, I can't remember. Like I just remember that specific story. example because I remember um, I me think... and my friend at the time were just sort of like we were like out in the backyard or hiding somewhere. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wish for a Mega Drive for Christmas," and uh, you know, we got one, so that was cool. I think you have a little sampling bias. Yeah. The one time it worked—that's that's the Christmas you remember. <laughs> I think uh, no, no, the... we we got lots of good stuff. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, Christmas is a sort of interesting too because you often get stuff you don't wish for. Like I got Earthbound during Christmas and I had no idea the game existed and it it was like, oh my god, how did how did my uncle know? Well, how did my uncle know? I don't know. He was a PC gamer, so he wouldn't have known this stuff. But that was a great game. Maybe and he was trying to maybe he was trying to like make it bad and make it a bad game because he saw it, it said this game stinks on the box or something. <laughs> But he was trying to troll you, and it didn't work. Because <laughs> PC gamers always. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I remember. No, but then. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I remember. He was like, uh, the one who's the, who eventually later played like Pokemon with us, so I think he was actually a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, whenever I think of Christmas, I think of Animal Crossing. Uh, one year, oh my, my sister gosh. and I. We went outside in the snow and uh, we played Animal Crossing, but like we just ran oh around with, oh our ar- with our arms out <laughs> and like looked up in the corner of our eyes. Oh wow, that's for amazing! Hours. That's so cute. Oh my God. I wanted the Animal Crossing strategy guide more than anything for Christmas. Wow, more than anything. And my grandma, of all people, got it for me. And like my grandma doesn't know anything about video games, so it was a really random thing for her to get for me. But I loved it so much. I had the checklist in it of all the items, and I was going to get all the items. And I was working so hard at it, and I would, like, take it to school with me and stuff. And then one day it got stolen. What? And I was so sad. And then years later in high school, my best friend, like, we weren't friends in middle school, but we were best friends in high school. He told me, like, oh, yeah, I stole your Animal Crossing strategy guide when we were children. <laughs> and I was like, well, give it back to me. What? So I went to his house and he had it he knew where it was he gave it to me i was so excited and then i forgot it there and then we got in a big fight and then i never got it back oh i'm so sad and i have all the other animal crossing strategy guides hoping that they fill the void but they don't oh but they don't sad they don't so if anyone is christmas shopping for me (laughs) i feel like this is a story that you just go into therapy with it's like i need my animal crossing strategy guide it's my memories. I remember we got um uh 
on Christmas, I think it was like 2003, got um, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and SSX 3. Yeah, that sounds right. And because um, it's summer here in, at Christmas, like playing a snowboarding game, it's like, ugh, it makes you feel cooler. It's like all snow and nice <laughs> instead of it's stinking hot outside. <laughs> I also got some pretty... We also got a Game Gear one Christmas when we had specifically asked for a Game Boy. So <laughs> Christmas oh, is... Yeah, you can't control Christmas, and you and I guess you could just get. I can't remember what we got with when we had our NES, but we probably just got random games that we never actually got to like level two on. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I don't have a story about like getting a game that well, I didn't want, or like asked for a certain game and then got like a sort of a weird other one. Like it never really happened. So yeah, I guess I was lucky. <laughs> My you parents, dodged the bullet there. My parents have it's always so hard. Been... How do you fake the smile? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I I do have another story that sort of with when, with Majora's Mask though, because like I went snooping, you know, a month uh-huh. earlier or so, mm-hmm. and found oh, okay, cool, yeah, they got it for me. Then I had to pretend I was surprised when I opened it. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. <laughs> so so. Are you guys buying any any gifts for uh, like younger relatives or anything this year, like gaming related stuff? Uh, usually I do, but uh, nothing is coming out, so no. Oh, okay. My problem is I... <laughs> <laughs> my problem is that I have a I have a younger nephew. He's like I think he's nine this year, and like he just. When I, I always think about buying something for him as far as games are concerned. You know, I'm always torn between games and books because, you know, I'm a nerd. But, like, I'm always worried that, like, my sister's going to take it. Because <laughs> my sister is just as bad with <laughs> video games. So I'm like, if I buy him DS or something like that, I don't know if he's going to be able to actually keep that for himself. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but <laughs> it's kind of true. <laughs> you're, sm- you're looking out for him. You're looking yeah. out for him. Because, like, I know I was, uh, I was super excited back when the, the 2DS first came out just because I was, like, because he, at the time, he was, like, seven or six or seven. I was like, oh, my God, I could get him a 3DS and not worry about him breaking the dang hinge because he's a stupid little kid. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, I could totally get him for the, get this for him. So I went to my, I went to my mom and I was like, hey, what do you think about getting Kate this for Christmas? And she just goes. Well, yeah, you know, that sounds like we could get it. And I was like, and we're, we could get him, like, you know, the new Pokemon game is going to come out. And I was like, it's going to be so exciting. And then I was like, crap, Sarah's going to take it, isn't she? And my mom goes, yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Well, that's actually a good thing because, like, you, we, we think about it's so fun to buy stuff for people. But, like, I've got a five-year-old nephew and we got him the 2DS and went, he stayed with us all summer. So he had access to all the games. Mm-hmm. Um. But the the truth is, like that's just the beginning. You need you really need someone to play with, you know. Mm-hmm. And you and uh, so I don't if it if it's your parent, if it's your siblings, that's that's when these like these that's when these stories are great when you're sharing that experience with someone. And True. yeah, so getting the game for Christmas is really awesome. But I think like it's like having the being able to share that with someone, have someone teach you that game, play it with you. That's yeah. where it actually sticks. That's that's when it becomes more than a present and it becomes a memory. That's a good point. So like I think I think if your sister steals Pokemon, 
I think you've got an idea for two presents, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Adam has experience with this. Didn't your mom hog the Ocarina of Time? Um, no, she took my Game Boy for Tetris. Oh, that's right. Because we were trying to get her off of the Super Nintendo from Wario's Woods. Um, <laughs> and she used to make <laughs> us play Ocarina of Time. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, it was so, the other way around, yeah. Yeah, she played Ocarina of Time at, like, kiosks around Christmas time, but we didn't ask for it because we didn't know. So then, uh... Dang, she, she ended up research. Wow. <laughs> she ended up getting it for us in, like, late January or February or something, and then she would make us play it so she could watch. Uh, and she'll still do that, like, when she's sad. She'll be like, come play Zelda for me. It's actually uh, really But sweet. I did think of someone that I, I do shop for. Uh, he's an adult. He's my cousin. He's, like, 28 or something, and he's a lawyer. Um, and if he's listening, he's going to stop listening now. Um, but he's, he stopped playing video games seriously around like the Super Nintendo. Uh, like he had never had an N64 or anything. Um, so he always says that he never learned how to play 3D games. He only knows how to play 2D games. So, uh, he has a Wii U. Um, two years ago, I got him New Super Mario Brothers with New Super Luigi and he beat both of those. Uh, and then last year I got him Smash, and he loves Smash. He's really awful at it, but he likes it. He likes to be the Black Kirby, because <laughs> uh, it's just so so evil. Uh, and then this year, uh, I'm gonna get him. I already got it. I got him Super Mario Maker, because it's unlimited 2D Mario levels. So mm-hmm. I never have to get him another gift again. <laughs> you should you should um give him the gift and then give him a level code that of a level that you made in the car. Oh, that'd be cute. Oh, so, just some awful level. I'm going to make him play all my levels. <laughs> yeah, make, make a specific one that you give it to him with. It's like really bad. And, line already. and then just like, here you go. <laughs> have fun in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that. Thank you, guys. It's beautiful. God. It's the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I think uh, I think some uh, the the letter uh that we had from a listener was actually really cool because uh, coming into Christmas season, we're all shopping, but just a point, the the Nintendo uh Nintendo online store buying refurbished stuff is actually pretty yeah. awesome. Like I'm thinking for shopping, whenever mm-hmm. I'm like pretend shopping as if I didn't have a Wii U, I'm like, how would I buy one? Because it's just so exciting to shop and not spend any money but um you can like you can get a refurbished wii u for 200 bucks from nintendo's online store it's dependent on like stock but that comes with nintendo land it's a full thing and it comes with like the full uh warranty it's a full nintendo warranty mm-hmm. so it's basically like new and it's so much better than like buying used from gamestop and having like a 30-day oh, yeah. warranty yeah and, like nintendo actually does it so i keep thinking like if i if if I have, like, if I find another little cousin, I'm going to, like, buy them a Nintendo refurbished 2DS and something. So, Becky, are you, like, you're not going to consider, like, Yokai Watch or something for your um, nephew? Uh, or maybe. your sister? <laughs> or both. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they don't, they, they still don't actually have a 2DS or 3DS system. I know my sister actually went kind of retro last year and got him a, a Game Boy Advance SP. So I might oh. I might think about getting him something for that because she ended up getting him a couple of games for it. I think he got Pokemon Emerald, um, mm. and maybe something else for it, and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon or something like that last year. 
Oh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, I can't remember which one she got him, but she just like asked people for a bunch of old um, uh, Game Boy Advance games, and so he got to play that. So my, I might go again, a little retro, and get him something mm. for that system. There's some great... That's that's still a great system. I, oh, I'm yeah. still picturing my GBASP, and I'm like, wow, that was so much fun. I don't care if it's like been like more than 10 years. <laughs> I would still play some bunch, whole bunch of those games. Mm-hmm. I so, saw uh, someone streaming Final Fantasy Tactics Advance nice. a couple <sighs> weeks ago, and I was like, wow, that it still looks great. <laughs> yeah, so any suggestions? Get him, uh, get him a GameCube with the Pokemon box so he can <laughs> move all his Pokemon onto the GameCube. <laughs> and play wait, what, Pokemon Coliseum or something? Is that... Yeah, oh, Pokemon Coliseum. Oh. I was listening to the soundtrack to that today, and it is awesome. Nice. That would be fun. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, I think we should wrap this up. If uh, you guys are all done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you can email us at connectivity at com. You can follow us on Twitter, which is run by Adam. Hi. At, which is <laughs> at connectivity, which is at connectivity NWR. You can also follow all of us. I'm at Nicholas NWR. I'm at Adventure Buddy zero one, and A is the only vowel on adventure. Uh, I'm at BH Dangerface. That's me. Oh shoot! Oh shoot! What's my Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> do you use it much, Colin? I don't see you I say much. I do. I do. Well, I'm I'm on it. <laughs> like I'm on Facebook nominally. Just look it up. It's, not, it's not that important. <laughs> you know, okay. I found um, my test Twitter account. I can't find my real one. I think it's Kyred NWR. Uh, okay. Yep. All right. So, yeah. Um. That's that's it for the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you uh, in two weeks. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye. Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> the musical selections on this episode were from the album Twilight Symphony from the Zelda Reorchestrated uh, group. You can uh, check out their website at zreomusic.com. <laughs> <laughs>